It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. At midcourt, extra pass. And it goes for the win! The three-pointer by Jordan Poole! Here's the give. Walker! Danny Walker! Touchdown! Smarty! Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and so yes. caught! Touchdown to Craig Lyons! They did it! Armand Ross, they brought him to the receive again! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes, and that ball's out of here! A grand slam from a young Cabrera. He's got two goals. Larkin in on goal. Scores! His first career hat trick in his seventh season for Dylan Larkin. Here's your host, Anthony Bellino. Rise and shine, folks. Good Monday morning to you. It is the sixth day of March 2023. We welcome you here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Cahala, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And, of course, we encourage you to join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio. Send that to 21,000. Sports radio to 21000. Uh, Meyer Supercenter guest line 248951-2176. We're on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook, X's and Bros. And, of course, good morning to our television audience as well on BCSN and streaming live on our YouTube page. Just visit Michigan Sports and Network on the old YouTube. You can add a .com to that to find our website xpmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox and you can find us all individually on twitter danny kahalen is a dan in the studio ryan elke is at ryan l underscore key and i'm anthony bellino at ac bellino um got some good news some folks have uh, have turned over to the youtube page which is always uh, always good uh any any update from our friends in gr out there uh, our stream is back up and working so people well, that's have, a positive yes so I don't know fully about the Grand Rapids people. I believe Albert said he was hearing us live. But we had that power issue over the weekend. So we for, I'll just put it on me. I forgot to turn on one computer coming in this morning. So oh. I'll, I'll take full full responsibility for that one. Hey, power went out. It was like, uh, it was like what's his name in Jurassic Park? We took the little capsule. He shut down the power at the park. Like that that's what happened. Uh Bill in Knoxville is uh is Wait, on the night? horn. <laughs> what? Was it uh I don't know, it's been too long. Newman? Yeah, Newman. Wayne Knight. Yeah. Wayne Knight's his name. Yeah, and the little uh the, the dinosaur with the umbrella head comes out and spits in his eyes. Terrible, terrible way to die. Uh Bill in Knoxville. Hey, good news. We're gonna recreate the woolly mammoth though, so that's good. Bill in Knoxville, uh ride or die with Ryan Tanny Hills. Uh, Bill, good morning to you, my friend. How are you, partner? Anthony, I believe Rand Carson told the media that Ryan Tannehill is going to remain a Titan. Of course, look, he's on his final year of his contract. They're going to sing or swim with him. Simple as that. Okay. 
Um, I, I, I guess, I mean, I don't, I, what would you rather have them do? I would rather would have cut him or tried to trade him. That's what I would have done if I were Rand Carson, but I'm not Rand Carson. Okay. All right. Um, I, I don't know with Derek Carr still floating around with Aaron Rodgers still undecided. I, yeah, new, uh, a new draft class here i don't know if anybody's I, I don't know if the value is there for ryan Tannehill. um yeah. you know for for your beloved tennessee titans i i but just anthony, yeah anthony you were bringing up the combines it would have been nice if i would have saw hendon hooker do his thing at that combine it would, <clears throat> i want to tell you something yeah when we beat Alabama, who outperformed who? Hendon Hooker outperformed Bryce Young. When we beat Florida, who outperformed who? Hendon Hooker outperformed Anthony Richardson. If I were a general manager, I would go after him in a heartbeat. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how I feel about it. If I was in need of a quarterback, I would be interested in Hendon Hooker. I would be uh, because, of, as you said, he the kids won some big games. I mean, Tennessee was on the map. He played pretty well. The fact that Alabama didn't adjust any defense and allowed that wide receiver just to catch whatever he wanted to at any point in the ball game. What do you have, like five catches for 200 yards and however many touchdowns? Like that was that game was absolutely insane, an instant classic, good for Tennessee, rip down the goalpost, carry them out, uh, fans on the field, SEC fines, they don't even care out there in Tennessee, Rocky Top was booming, uh, Bill, I, I, it'll be interesting, like, Hendon Hooker is a guy that, you know, I understand the Lions are going to have to address their backup quarterback situation, if they were able to get a guy like a Hendon Hooker in the second round, that would be something I would be very intrigued by. As, lo- as long as they don't go quarterback, you know, 6 or 18. And if they do, depending on who it is, and, and I don't even think they'll stay. I don't honestly believe they'll stay at 6 or 18 either. I think that Brad Holmes will be wheeling and dealing on draft day as we have seen him uh, already uh, do in his first NFL draft there with the Lions to, to be able to move up to get Jamison Williams. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be pretty aggressive. Bill, I appreciate right, the on another On another note, Anthony. Yeah. The Titans need a wide receiver. I'll tell you what, I would go after that Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. You just want to draft all Tennessee guys, Bill? Yeah. (laughs) He said, yeah, at least you're honest. Bill, in Knoxville, if they got volunteers in the draft, he wants them on the Titans. Tennessee Volunteers could have beat the Browns last year. Oh, Bill, I love you. Thank you for the call. Uh, Danny says, what is it with the quarterback thing? Well, it's the most important position in sports. We know that for a fact. And we do know that uh, I love Brad Holmes' comments. It's a lot easier to get worse at quarterback than it is to get better. Uh, that that part, I think, is a, is a little bit of a tell. All right, what else is going on in the sports world? We'll try to get you all caught up with all the happenings. We'll do so right now in the headlines. Big news. I have a little news flash. Let's check the headlines. No, it's real news for once. The biggest stories of the local, regional, and national news. This is huge news. 
Huge news. Pistons were a huge loser over the weekend against the Cleveland Cavaliers Saturday night. And going into tonight's game against the Portland Trailblazers, obviously Cade Cunningham will be out, but as will Jalen Duran, Boyan Bogdanovich, Isaiah Stewart, all listed out as of yesterday. Killian Hayes, James Wiseman, Rodney Magruder, all listed as day-to-day. Oh, man, it's gonna that's going to be a tough watch for this team moving forward. My goodness. Uh, Tiger Woods will not partake in the Players' Championship. The two-time winner of the Players' the field was announced yesterday. Coming up this week, the 9th through the 12th, winners of the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by MasterCard and Puerto Rico Open will qualify, if not otherwise, exempt for it. So uh, they've released the field. Tiger will not be a part of it. The Patriots plan to release quarterback Brian Hoyer, according to sources, uh, before the start of free agency on March 15th. Uh, Bryce Young measured 5'10 in 1/8 inches tall, 204 pounds at the NFL Combine. That is pretty tiny if you're looking at that position, would make him the lightest first-round quarterback since at least 2006 and one of the shortest passers drafted since the AFL-NFL merger in 1967. His hand measurement came in at nine and three-quarters of an inch. Love it. Well, I love it. Every year, welcome to the Combine. Florida Gators quarterback Anthony Richardson said you can refer to him as Cam Jackson because he felt like Cam Newton... And Lamar Jackson, that's what he's 6'4", 244, full of confidence, jumps real high, completes a small percentage of passes, which is important for a quarterback. DJ Turner uh, Turner ran the fourth fastest 40 at the NFL Combine since 2003. The Michigan uh, alum, blazing speed, 426. Now that's a position and something I'd be... Uh, I'd be interested in no timetable for John Morant's return to the Grizzlies as he steps away to work on himself under a lot of stress. So much stress. He's in a nightclub waving around a pistol and the Boston Bruins won their 10th game in a row. They beat the Rangers 4-2 on uh, on Sunday. Tyler Pertuzzi picked up an assist in his debut. The Red Wings, by the way, they lost again. It happens. Six consecutive loss. 3-1 yesterday on the road at Philly. We'll step aside. More X's and bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win, every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week, and on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. It's time to go on the court with Johnny Kane. NBA fans, do you want to bring the action right into the palm of your hand? Now you can with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, any new customer can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets. All you have to do is download the DraftKings app, and then when you sign up, Use the promo code HUGE, then bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Pistons return to action tonight at home against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. Detroit trying to snap a seven-game losing skid, and they'll have to do it without Boyan Bogdanovich, without Jalen Duran, and without Isaiah Stewart. You had James Wiseman and Killian Hayes who were both on the injury report as questionable, and this is one tall order. If Wiseman can't go, that leaves one healthy big, Marvin Bagley III. Bagley coming off a 20-point, 13-rebound, three-block performance last time out against Cleveland. Tip-off tonight 
at 7. The new M-Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M-Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M-Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. Back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio uh, as well. It's an absolute pleasure. A couple of very interesting stories that have uh, that have come out. The, the, the Pistons they lost one fourteen to ninety to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think I think it was the same night. Uh, was that the same night that, or was it yesterday? Tyrese Halliburton hit that game winner against Chicago, and I was like, you know. How many more years do we have to sit around and uh, wait for the development, right? I mean, it's as bad as uh, Al Avila and the Tigers. You know, it's it's kind of how kind of how I'm feeling right now uh, about the uh, about the Pistons. Tonight would be a chore uh, as they take on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Dan, do you have to work this game? No, I do not. I right. I I was thinking about going, but I I'd, I mean, you could probably get in for free. It's supposed. To, I, yeah, I mean, I can get in for free, but you know, when you show up with the badge, then you like feel weird, like having a cocktail. So I'd like to just pay for the ticket. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I did. I wasn't even saying like you know to use your credential. I was just saying you, know, you could probably just, just walk, walk in. in. Yeah, like, hey, come one, come all, bring all your friends. Uh, I can't imagine tonight's game will be a very uh, highly attended game at the current rate that this this franchise is floundering and. There is no guarantee, folks, that they will get Wembenyama. Uh, remember, the, the the bottom three teams in the league all have the same percentage chance of being able to uh, get the number one overall pick, which is 14%. Uh, that's it. Other teams it, can have a ping-pong ball bounce their way, and that could be it. The Pistons have lost seven in a row. They're 15-49. and 49. They're right there with the uh, Houston Rockets, who are also 15-49, and 49, and the San Antonio Spurs that are 16-49. and 49. Like, absolute disaster. I would feel worse if I was a fan of the Charlotte Hornets because of how close they might have been last season and how quickly it all just unraveled and fell apart. The Miles Bridges incident, you have uh, LaMelo's ankle getting broken. Like, just uh, just an absolute uh, disaster. Like, what is the gap between a team who I think is going to be pretty good relatively quick? That's a team like the, the Orlando Magic. Like, the Chicago Bulls floundering the way that they have. Uh, that that's been uh, bad, to say the least. But they're, they're, I think the Orlando Magic could be close. They're a lot closer than the Pistons. At least that's what it feels like. Uh, the Pistons are an absolute mess right now. Uh, yes, in the sense that they have uh, a but they have their young guys are more seasoned, and they seem like they're better individual players. 
but you watch them as a team and they're just they are just so dysfunctional but i mean you look at their roster you're like holy cow they have six seven guys that are they you know were like potential lottery guys and you're wondering players yeah like how are they not over 500 even it's a, uh, I mean, when you look at it right now, you have the Miami Heat are in seventh place. They're three games over 500. Um, Atlanta is in eighth. Toronto's in ninth. And Washington is in tenth. Your top six are Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Cleveland, New York, who's on an absolute heater right now. They've won nine in a row. And the, uh, and the Brooklyn Nets. I look at the Cleveland Cavaliers as a team that, you know, how did Cleveland get so good? Well, they had the assets necessary in order to trade for a guy like Donovan Mitchell. They've paired that with, you know, good acquisitions of Jarrett Allen, drafting Evan Mobley, you know, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro. Like, that's a pretty good team. You got guys like Karis LeVert and Danny Green coming in off the bench. I don't think that they are deep enough uh, to be one of the, the, the last two standing in the Eastern Conference. But I'm I, I'm a fan of how Cleveland has been able to do that rebuild, but it's because they've been able to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Like he makes all the difference uh, in the world. I mean, he, he put up an easy 20 against the Pistons in just 24 minutes. Like it was, it's, it's clinical. And a guy like Evan Mobley, who the Pistons could have had, had they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, maybe they go Evan Mobley. I don't know. I don't want to go down that path. That could have, would have, should have, but that's, uh, that's kind of how I'll always look at those two guys in consecutive drafts because, you know, we went Killian Hayes and then, Cade Cunningham. I also want to touch on this John Morant story um, because Demetrius, aka John Morant, is a um, is a wildly talented player who has this strange obsession and desire to be a gangster. That's what I mean. And and a story comes out with new information about a seventeen year old that he beat up at a pickup game. And then the 17-year-old is alleging that John Morant went to his car, came back, and uh, unveiled the fact that he had a pistol in his waistband. And at first it's like, oh, well, you'll get the facts straight. What's the story? That's what's being alleged. We don't know. We do know that he did punch the kid. Okay. Well, then within the same week that this becomes a reoccurring story, because that happened in the summer, that was reported early on. The the gun in the waistband is like new information. Within the same week, this knucklehead decides to go into what looks like a nightclub. And it has been confirmed that it is a nightclub, which this is, you know, for all the people, he didn't break a rule or no, didn't commit a crime. He went on his own Instagram live and flashed a pistol in his hand. He was waving it around in the camera. Not exactly a crime, either. You that can't he, have a gun. In uh, the no, no, no. Room. I'm saying he's shirtless in somebody else's establishment. Also, no shirts, no shoes. No I'm just service. saying that's not acceptable. That's a technical <laughs> foul. He has deleted all of his social media accounts. He said in a statement he takes full responsibility for his actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, City of Memphis, the entire organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get some help on and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress in my overall well-being. The biggest cop-out that there is. Oh, he's stressed. 
Is that the reason he's out past midnight? I mean, I stayed out. Uh, I don't know. I think I might have been home by midnight on Saturday, uh, roughly, give or take. I didn't go out because I was stressed. He didn't look like he was stressed in the video. It looked like he was in a nightclub. He was probably intoxicated, to be honest with you. He's stressed. Come on. He's, uh, you know, the focus right now is Jod taking on the responsibility to really get the help he needs to get into a better place. But also to be in a better place to embrace the responsibility and expectations as a member of this team. That's what we're going to support him through. We're also going to hold him accountable to. That's what their coach said. Hmm. Yeah, well, the league, if they find any wrongdoing, they could fine or suspend him. The NBA, CBA, forbids players from possessing a firearm while in an NBA facility or traveling for league business. In 2010, the NBA suspended Wizards guard Gilbert Arenas indefinitely for bringing weapons to the team's locker room. He also is fined 25000 because he, was, uh, he tweeted out a picture. There was a young lady in uh, thong underwear in front of him, and he said he was just trying to watch the game, but he couldn't see because her... Um, her backside was uh, very, very large. And, uh, yeah, that's how that's how we'll say that. What's the little kid say? I want to get some of that badonkadonk, right? Um, it is, this is, this is next level stupid. We all make mistakes. I'm not opposed to somebody making a mistake, right? But his fascination, you know, tweeting to opposing fans about, it's talking about these hollows uh, are free. Uh, hollows referring to uh, hollow point uh, ammunition. Ammunition is not free. Uh, so I don't know where he gets that idea that you could just get. Who's dropping off free ammo? Where do I sign up for that? But hollow points, um, the, the type of ammo, you know, that's what he, he's re- referring to. Um, the incident with the 17 year old and then having a, you, get, you need a gun to beat up a kid? Come on. And then you go into a nightclub and wave around this gun on your Instagram live like somebody like we weren't going to find like, come on, man. Like you need to drop this whole act that you are for the streets until you actually end okay. up You're... throwing away your career to the streets. <laughs> like, and guess what, Ja? We all know it's an act because we saw how daintily you picked up that gun. <laughs> okay. No offense. It's a, it's a derringer. <laughs> Job Morant, out indefinitely. We'll step aside when we return. Michigan, what in God's green earth happened? We'll talk about it next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. The new M Perks is here. Reward yourself with dollars off your purchases, fuel rewards, and more at Meyer. Earn 10 points on nearly every dollar you spend when you shop in-store or on Meyer.com. Then use your points to claim and redeem rewards any way you want. Plus, earn points for every qualifying prescription filled at your Meyer pharmacy. Download the Meyer app to sign up, or if you're already using M Perks, start earning points and saving today. Save more with M Perks. Exclusions apply. See Meyer.com to learn more. From planting a simple seed to managing a global food supply, growing, processing, and distributing food is the backbone of America. You deal with food safety and labor issues, cost control, and not to mention Mother Nature. But do you have time to explore research development and biotechnical tax credits? Properly administer payroll for temporary employees. Ensure that you're operating at your most profitable? That's where we come in. We're Bean Garter. And while your business is America's food supply, our business is helping you run your business better. We'll assist with tax credits, assess your processes and controls, and so much more. 
And while we may not be able to help you plant your crops, we can help you realize a rich financial harvest. From the family farm to worldwide distribution of all the things you grow, grow your business better. Experience service, expertise, and simplicity at Bean Garter. Find us online, beangarter.com. Bean Garter. If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddie's foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you riding along with us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000, then text us any of your thoughts. Holler at us in the YouTube chat if you'd like. Email us, xpmornings at gmail.com, or call us, Meyer Supercenter Guest Line, 248-951-2176. 248-951-2176. Let's get into it. Uh, let's start first with the Saturday game, Senior Day, Michigan State, winner, winner, chicken dinner over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, Ryan, you may have the floor. For your beloved Sparties, Officer Scott has been waiting three hours for this conversation here. Three, it was a game against Ohio State where Michigan State was comfortably up seven point seven to ten points the whole game. What's that like to be comfortable up seven? But to it 10 was points? well the last few games where MSU's blown a lot of second half leads, especially on the weekends. So it was Ohio State was getting it close. They got it to like three points at one point late in the uh, second half, but then MSU pulled away. But, yeah, it was a game I led probably, I think, a good 37 minutes. So, Aikens off the bench? Uh, they started all the seniors. Izzo started all the seniors on, on Saturday. So it was Chase Wittens and then Hauser Hall and Walker. So, one more year chance for Tyson Walker and Malik Hall. Yeah, for Tyson Walker, that'd be nice. Really? And Malik Hall, he's he's a nice player. He's been injured, but he gets into these fits where he, he dribbles too much. He dribbles, tries to ISO a lot, and just causes a lot of turnovers. So wow. I don't know if he's really – he ever really – progressed as much as I think Spartan fans want or even probably himself wanted to throughout the four years. So, well, nice player, but yeah, Ty- Tyson Walker, welcome back. But if you ask your buddy, uh, Ant Wright, Tyson Walker has been holding Jade and Aikens back this entire year. Um, 
Yeah, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know. It's like Tyson Walker's a, a great, a great card. It's like I didn't, I didn't pull that from uh, his his tweet there about the one more year for Tyson Walker. He said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, let's get one more year with your most talented guard." Just being, uh, I didn't, I didn't take it as a uh, as a pro for Aikens. I, I took it as um, Tyson Walker being the most talented guard on the team, not getting enough opportunities. No, I think he. He's because he's been him. on the Jaden Aikens train, and he just thinks that Aikens are. hasn't, you know, grown just because of the role he's been put in this year, been put in as like the, you know, be open for threes. But Aikens needs to learn to try to finish at the rim a little better. He has that, he has that in his game. He just needs that confidence to go up to the rim more when he drives. And we're all Jaden Aikens fans here. Yes, let's yeah. say yeah every. Every person's a Jaden Akins fan if you're not an MSU fan because yeah. of, of Mr. Imani Bates. 100%. Hey, Memphis, by the way, on the nine line in the tournament. So that's uh, yeah. that's where Memphis is at. Yeah, and then good for Michigan State. They they had a lot of things break their way this weekend. The only oh. fan base in the state of Michigan that had a good weekend because um, they needed three of four results to go their way to get to the double bye on Sunday. And, they and what got happened? It. They got it. Penn State with that last second win, that buzzer beater over Maryland. They needed um, Nebraska to beat Iowa at Iowa. That happened. And they needed Purdue to beat Illinois. And Purdue scary. tried their best efforts to blow a 25-point lead. They they did, but ended up pulling away. And the other result was they needed Rutgers to beat Northwestern. But Northwestern won to get that number two line in the Big Ten tournament. But with the three of the four happening, Michigan State bumped up to the four seed, gets the double bye. And good for them. You know what? Here. Good for uh, Tom Izzo and company. Uh, congratulations and best of luck in the upcoming Big Ten. And congrats to Northwestern. Number two seed, highest seed they've ever had in the mm. Big Ten tournament. That's cute. Congrats to them. Uh, Big Ten tournament <laughs> starts on Wednesday. Fourteen, the the eleven fourteen games: Nebraska versus Minnesota, and the top portion of the bracket is Wisconsin against Ohio State. Yeah, Wisconsin, the twelve seed against Ohio State, the thirteen seed. Thursday's game featured number nine Rutgers, number eight Michigan. The winner of Ohio State and Wisconsin against Iowa, Penn State against Illinois. The winner of Minnesota and Nebraska against Maryland. Four teams at the bye, Purdue's the one seed, Northwestern the two, Indiana the three, Michigan State the four, and let's get to my beloved Wolverines, who, with a win yesterday, would have been the number two seed in the tournament. With a loss, they fell all the way to eight. And let me take you back in time. This is a lot of people like, well, how is Michigan, like, what is, like, how would they have this record? And, you know, they're being held down by an anchor that is a quad four loss that is Central Michigan. Joe Lenardi, and by the way, the CBS broadcast last night, uh, God love Jerry Palm. They're not going to have three teams from the Big Ten that are in the last four in. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to do that. I'm sorry. Lenardi has Wisconsin and Penn State right now as the last four in, and they've got not Michigan at the first four out, but the next four out, and this is why. Thanks to my friend Scott Bell for putting this together. Games in which Michigan 
had high probabilities of, of winning and blew it. Right? Win probability metric from ESPN. Against CMU on December 29th, this is the quadrant four game that has haunted them. Michigan had a one-point lead with 11 seconds left and lost by two. Against Iowa on January 12th, they're on the road. Michigan had a four-point lead with 20 seconds left. They lost by nine in overtime. Against Illinois on March 2nd, Michigan had a seven-point lead with a minute 49 left in overtime and lost by four. Against Indiana, the first go-around on, or no, pardon me, pardon me. This is, uh, this, is th- this, this most recent game against Indiana. 12-point lead with 12.26 left. That's a lot of time, 12.26. But there was a tweet out by, I think it was UM Hoops, that said this next four minutes, either they're going to let in, they're either going to close this game out right now or they're going to let Indiana back in. I said, ah, I don't know if I like that tweet. What they do? They let them back in. Up 12, 12 minutes to play, lose by two in overtime. Virginia on November 29th, Michigan led by 11 at halftime, lost by two. Indiana back in February, Michigan had a seven-point lead with 11 minutes left, lost by one. Wisconsin on February 14th, Wisconsin led by two seconds. With a minute 59 left, Michigan couldn't overtake the lead, lost by five. That was a quadrant two game. North Carolina back four days before Christmas, UNC led by two with 90 seconds left. Michigan lost by four. Michigan stayed on January 7th. MSU led by four with 355 left. Lose by six. Kentucky, December 4th. Kentucky led by two with a minute 44 left. Lost by four. Maryland, back on January 19th. Tie game with 11 minutes left. Michigan lost by six. Yesterday's game was Michigan. That was a synopsis. Like, what was Michigan basketball in 2022-2023? Just pop in the tape of Michigan against Indiana. That's all you got to do. Yeah, pop in the tape and watch this team. I mean, my eyes were bleeding. The first possession of the game, Hunter Dickinson catches the ball on the block. They come with the double. He kicks out to Kobe. Rotation's coming over. Kobe swings it over to the left wing to Jed Howard. The only thing he's ever going to do on the left side of the court is either dribble right or shoot it. What did he do? He shot it and it went in. Three points, 3 nothing, Michigan. We're winning the game by 100. We don't hit a shot for what feels like the next 10 minutes. You come back, you go on a crazy run, to end the first half, like 14 to, what is it, 12 to 2 or 14 to 4, something like that. You carry over that. You start out 3 for 3 from 3 in the second half. And you go on a 29 to 9 run at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half. You're feeling great about life. You get nothing from your bench. Uh, Terrace Reed came in, 2 points, 9 rebounds, a block, couple fouls. He was 1 of 5 from the floor, missed an easy bunny. He's a freshman. Uh, Joey Baker played 4 minutes, took 1 shot. that. That's it. Two fouls. You're done. Jace Howard, whatever. Terrence Williams, eh, 0 for 2, one rebound. Just an absolute disaster. Kobe Bufkin couldn't hit a shot from outside. He's 1 of 7 from 3. He was 7 of 16 from the field. Got to the bucket. That was nice. Uh, Hunter Dickinson had a great game, 24 and 14 with five blocks. I mean, what else do you want him to do? Uh, Will Cheddar, good effort guy. Two points, four rebounds, some fouls, some bad fouls. The the push in the back there, I just you, you didn't have to do it. It was completely unnecessary. It, you're going to get the rebound regardless, whatever. Jed Howard, 5 of 12, um, goes 4 of 10 from 3. 
slow to rotate, couple turnovers, and Doug McDaniel had a terrible night shooting, but I still love Doug. Hit a couple big threes there. Even got an Iron Eagle McBuckets from him. That was awesome. I feel like we should get full credit for that. Neither here nor there. Audience can stop now. Ten There's points. things that we should get credit for. Ten that points. a lot of people don't, but whatever. Two rebounds, four assists, three steals for McBuckets, three of ten from the floor. This team got really hot. They looked like they were unstoppable. Offense, they were doing whatever they wanted to. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. A bolt of lightning, maybe. Not really sure. Then it looked like just panic mode. I don't know why we, we called timeouts to set up plays like you only need two. Why do you have Hunter Dickinson shooting a three when you only need two there? I, I just, at the end of the game, that's probably not the guy I want to shoot it unless he's wide open because he set a great screen. And, you know, for whatever reason, like if you set a screen for Buffkin and Buffkin's coming off the screen to make the catch, maybe he can draw two defenders. It's a pick and pop situation. Hunter gets a wide open look. It wasn't a terrible look that he got, but I just don't know if that's the option I want coming out of a timeout. I really don't know. And I don't know what we're drawing up because every time we call a timeout to draw something up, it, it just doesn't work. Just does not work. And terrible free throw shooting team. Also, for people that are playing Michigan, if Hunter's on the three-point line, just run up to him. He's not driving the ball. He's going to shoot or pass. Like, he doesn't have that in his game to... Not going to put the ball on the floor. He doesn't have the quickness, doesn't have the handles to, to drive. Get up on him. <laughs> just um, just awful. And with everything right in front of you, right? I mean, you win against Illinois, or you beat Indiana. You, you, you know, just... Just choked, man. The no one... other way to say it. They just choked. They blew the game. And how about the Indiana fan t- screaming at the ref? Indiana's at the free throw line, and this this lunatic in Hoosierville, it's like Whoville, but for Hoosiers, is screaming, get off, uh, get off your knees, ref. I'm like, dude, you guys are at the free throw line. What are you talking? You're getting every call. Trace Jackson Davis elbowed Will Cheddar in the face and got an and one out of it. Oh, like Hunter hasn't done that like six times this year. What is it? High elbows. Hey, high elbows. Got an and one for elbowing Will Cheddar in the face. They called the foul on Will Cheddar because Trace caught the ball, turned it, whoop, right in the mouth. Okay. All right, I guess. Like, whatever. Jeez, Louise. I mean, I don't try to bark. I, I usually bark because... Everybody's trying to get the double bonus in the second half. It's like the referees have been given a memo. Make sure you call everything as tight as possible in the second half. Don't let anybody look at each other because they want to turn it into a free throw shooting contest. I hate that. That was a really poorly officiated ball game yesterday. Really poorly officiated. Like, I'm going to write a stern letter. I don't know who I'm going to send it to. And they're probably not going to read it. But I'm going to write it anyways. We have just, I mean... People ask me all the time, is Hunter coming back? I mean, I would. I absolutely would. Yeah, at this point, it's just more of like, are you sick of playing college basketball, Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, I mean. That's really the question for him because it's either you maybe will get a G League deal or you're going overseas. Yeah, I mean, you can come back, work on the foot speed, work on the handle. Um 
you look at a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, obviously being 6'9", so he's a little bit smaller than Hunter, but the way that he can you know, put the ball on the floor and get to the basket, you know, maybe that's an element that Hunter wants that. It's foot speed and quickness is definitely uh, up there. I'm not harping. He's just a big dude. It's a lot like Zach Eady, right? I mean, look at Luca Garza. He was a National Player of the Year in, in college. Zach Eady's up there for the Wooden Award as well as the National Player of the Year. I mean, Zach Eady is... Luca Garza, I don't know if you... He's playing, Anthony. I don't know if you... He's playing for the Timberwolves for a lot of minutes. Did he get called up? Yes. Good for him. Good for At him. At least late. I don't know about early on, but he has been playing lately. No, yes. he was in uh, G League. Where the hell was he at? Whatever their affiliate is. You know, but you go from player of the year to what? Now we're debating whether what G League team you played for. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, what is Zach Eady? It's Is it going to be great when uh, he turns into, I, I'm talking about, uh, Garza, if he, he turns into what they want Stu to be, you It'd know, be awesome, a stretch, a stretch four that's actually got some height. Yeah, I mean, 6'10", 240. I mean, why not? Sure. Um, you know, on, on, let's see, his most minutes, uh, Wednesday, February, February 8th, he played 24 minutes. Um, and then he hasn't, he hasn't been in the lineup since, uh, the 26th on the road at Golden State. But in that game on Wednesday, 2-8 against Utah, they won 143-118. to 118. Luke had 25, three rebounds, three assists, nine of 13 from the field, four of five from three. That would be great. I would love that for Luka Garza to uh, be what Beef Stew is supposed to be. That would be fantastic. Uh, I'm a big Luka Garza fan, but at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's a National College Player of the Year, and that's where he ends up at. You know, bouncing in and out of the lineup. So, uh, Michigan had it all right in front of them. Could have been the two seed. Could be sitting where Northwestern's at, awaiting Illinois or Penn State. You know, if you beat Illinois, if you beat Indiana, which you, you should, you should, they should have beaten Indiana. By the way, did you see Tony Garcia's like preview of the game? Like, damn near spot on. Talking about cop hitting a three from the corner. They ruled it a two. TV was off from the actual score itself. Um, but, I mean, he had it like 75, 72 or something crazy. Like, he was, it was it was really, really solid preview there. I was impressed. And I, I'm looking at this team that had the opportunities necessary. You can't say or blame it on anybody else but yourself. Like, you got to take responsibility. You got to own this one for sure. And it hurts that, you know, you go from that opportunity to get that double buy now you got to beat Rutgers, and if you beat Rutgers, you get Purdue for that 11 a.m. Central Time, 12, 12 noon Eastern against Purdue. Can't look can't look past Rutgers. Got to get past them first. But well, say with Rutgers though, if you are a Michigan fan, like okay, Rutgers has been tough. Rutgers is two and seven in the last nine games. Yeah, they've uh, they've they've dwindled. This is uh, favorable. This is favorable. Yeah, but you got to you got to win. This is almost like a playing game between Michigan and Rutgers for the NCAA tournament. Cuz Rutgers has fell that hard like over a rock. the last like 3-4 weeks to where Rutgers is going like that 10-11 seed playing game type line to where if Michigan wins, puts up a fight versus Purdue, they might slip into that tournament into that first four. Win them both. Win the same time, different place. Coming to you live from the Collaborative Lab in GR. Same time, different place. Coming to the Michigan Sports Network. 
in the morning, 6 to 9, right here on the Michigan Sports Network.